0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. It usually happens every four years, but uh, for us in the state of Ohio this year, it's happening a little sooner and it's going to be a little long, prolonged, which is the church voicing things about the culture, but in particular about the political landscape. And nothing gets people all worked up more than when the church does this, okay? I've had several people either in my office or phone calls and emails saying, what's the church doing getting involved in politics, in governance, in these type of things? And then they'll say things like, what about the separation of church and state? Things like this. So let me begin by saying this is, Talking about politics is not the church's favorite thing to do. We like talking about Jesus. We love talking about the power and beauty of his salvation, what he does for every human heart and his desire for all eight billion people in the world. Like We want to talk about him and the Trinity and the sacraments and the scriptures and Mary and the saints. We want to proclaim that and embody that a lot. But when you start following Jesus, particularly through the 2,000 year tradition of the church, and in particular when you start reading the sacred scriptures, you realize that in order for the word to take flesh in your life and mind, it actually has to touch your life and mine. It actually has to be embodied in your life and in mine. Therefore, it has to look like something at a particular time, at a particular place. For us, We are Catholics in the United States of America, but in particularly in Ohio. And in Ohio, we've got this issue one coming up, as we all know. But I want to talk about issue one today as much as the most frequent pushback that I keep hearing is, why is the church involved in government things or in politics or policies? Well, on one level, we could simply say because both church teaching and the government laws do the same thing. They're interested in how human beings behave. So there's an intrinsic overlap. Our morals and laws of the land overlap immediately because we both think that people should act some way and avoid other ways of acting. So there's always going to be an overlap, just practically speaking. But maybe let me draw it a little deeper into our faith. Here's the first reading from today. On the first day of the sixth month, in the second year of... King Darius. Interesting. King. That's a secular role. King Darius is an idea of type of politics. It's a type of governance. What's he doing in here? Well, like almost countless other examples, you have a government structure being discussed in the scriptures. The word of the Lord came through the prophet, prophet Haggai. Here you have this servant of God in deep prayer Hearing the word of God, and the word of God's coming to the prophet to be spoken where? It's in the next sentence. To the governor of Judah, Zerubbabel, son of Shatil. Great names. Parents, if you're going to have another kid, think about it. Okay. This is my son, Shittil, and his twin brother, Zerubbabel. Anyways. What do we see? The prophet isn't speaking just to the house of Israel. God's communications aren't simply to be kept within the walls of a church. They're addressed to the temporal affairs of the land. God is, is interested in human beings acting a certain way, and he raises up certain men and at times even women. I'm telling you all of this. Although it's not in scriptures, female saints have been courageous. Speaking up, getting the word out, putting into practice, not in the church building, but off the grounds, the vision of God has for humanity. That's throughout all the prophets. Israel itself asked for a king, and had laws. They went to war with other nations. And so there was battling between different kings and different governments. God speaking and guiding and working in it all. How about the Gospel today? One of the few times we don't even hear Jesus' name mentioned. Who do we hear? Herod the Tetrarch. Interesting. Who's Herod? Once again, a political figure. What's he doing? Well, he beheaded John the Baptist, so right there we get politics in church, politics resisting the voice of a prophet, and now we hear his interest in seeing who Jesus is because he's hearing stories about him. Our celebration today, we celebrate martyrs. They weren't put to death because they were praying rosaries inside of the church. Why were they put to death? Because they were speaking out and embodying their faith where? Precisely in the common area in life, speaking up to those who have power, saying, This is the way that you can help human beings flourish. This is God's plan. And they learn that by coming to the church, being formed in the scriptures, given the love and power of Jesus, to the sacraments, so they could witness to it. I say this because, like I said, the number one pushback I hear is what's the church doing in the realm of politics? And it just reveals more about that person's misunderstanding than anything about us, that they have not taken an honest look at the sacred scriptures. The idea that we are meant to have some sort of private spirituality is not at all in the biblical tradition or the churches. Our faith is meant to be embodied and spoken and put into practice where? in our homes, in our schools, in our businesses, in our town squares. And thanks be to God, we have a government style here in America where we can vote. Because if you think about it, if we were in another country where there was no such thing as voting, we wouldn't be talking about this as much because we wouldn't have a say. But we have a say. And so the church continues and will continue to beat the drums, if you will, that those who are the faithful... Listen to the very final words at Mass where the priest tells you, go. Go and announce the gospel. Go in peace glorifying the Lord by your life. Go. Take what you've been transformed, renewed, and deepened in here and go put it out there because the world is starving. The increase of suicide, overdose, depression, anxiety, addictions, all speaks that the human heart is dying long before the biological bodies are. People are lonely. They're suffering from hopelessness, meaninglessness, conditional love, feeling like they're used for only the pleasure they can bring, but not intrinsically as a person. Those values that you are a person, that comes from Jesus, the God of the universe who took on flesh and calls us by name. They need what we have. And we're entrusted to get the voice out politically and then on even the most local levels, everyone we see, to show them the very love and kindness of Jesus. And so over the next several weeks, as issue one things start revving up even more than they have. And then, as I say, sad to say, then for the next almost year as the political stuff revs up, the church has guidance. Guidance. When it comes to issues, we'll be very clear. When it comes to certain people for elections, we give you a space to discern that for yourself with some guidance. But we will always be involved in every aspect of human life because it's your whole human life that Jesus took on at Christmas. And it's your whole human life that he died for on the cross. And it's your whole human life that he shows at Easter time what it can become. It can become glorified, and it can be with God forever, all he asks is that we say yes to him. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church Brecksville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.